0: What's going on Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central and we're starting year two of the show. Today is the official first day of year two and we're going to be breaking down why uh, European star Vasile Misik did not join the Chicago Bulls or any NBA team this summer. We'll also be talking about Giannis and what he said about the Chicago Bulls and possibly playing here one day which some Bulls fans have taken way way out of control. We'll actually be talking about Zach Levine and his comments on how he pairs his athleticism with skill. And then, did the Bulls get left off the Christmas Day schedule? We'll talk about all that and more on today's Chicago Bulls Central. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central. Your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. All right, Bulls fans. So, first of all, I started off in the Teddy Roosevelt all black today just because I felt like blacking it all out today so nonetheless it's the first day of year two of the of the show so first up we do have Vasily Mishik, who you know at points in the summer was rumored to come to the Chicago Bulls that there was heavy interest from the Chicago Bulls even though they don't hold his rights uh, there were some rumors linking him to the Bulls the Bucks came up there are a couple of teams that came up but we now got some details on why that didn't happen the first one is that uh, Mishik did want a contract that ranges between six to seven million dollars per year which okay considering he's he's probably the biggest star right now not playing in the nba uh especially in that european league so that kind of makes sense but he wanted either guaranteed starting spot or at least starting type minutes and a role on a contending team now some some people may say that that role on the contending team part may have counted out the chicago bulls there we'll see like again I don't really think he he has that decision, especially because you know whatever teams hold his draft rights is kind of where he has to come. But again, Bulls are a playoff team. I'm gonna just give it for the, the 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 benefit of the doubt that he would have come over for that had the other things been um, available. Now some may say, well, hey, didn't we offer Goran Dragic 20 to 25 minutes off the bench? Could we not have done that for Mishik? Um, In my opinion, I've always said I, I I've doubted the. The, the whole Goren getting 20 to 25 minute things came from an article that was completely translated and taken out of context. And the, the part that kind of got viral with the 20 to 25 minutes part was an analyst giving his thoughts on it kind of kind of out of everything that came out, not necessarily what came out of Gorin's mouth. So, you know, with that being said, what then the Chicago Bulls should they have brought in a guy who, yes, is is a, older, but not old. Right. Let's let's be here. Be clear here. A combo guard who could come in, play a big, now that is a player that I do believe could have come in and, and been given probably about 20 minutes per game. I do think that because he can play the the one or the two, uh, he's not the best defensively, but he's not at least a black hole defensively at all where he's just going to let people go. But what he brings in playmaking and offense and just the excitement level, I do. I would have loved the idea of Mishik being on this team. But with that being said, you know, it, it, did the Bulls miss out here? Possibly. But I, I I think you know we still have Io we still have Alex Caruso we did go ahead and bring in Goran Dragic if Lonzo Ball is fully healthy I don't even think we even worry about it and at the at the end of the day it seems like he's very content over there there would have to be been a buyout as well for his contract over there so I, I just I just don't see it and then you know this article goes on to say would the Bulls that would that would have put them in the tax would they have paid the luxury tax to bring over a player that's just not a sure thing there have been a lot of players in European basketball that have balled out but have come into the NBA and not necessarily been able to give that same level of production. So I definitely understand uh, the, the the hesitation there. At the end of the day, I think the AK and Eversley, the Bulls front office, you know, them not not trying to go heavily after this guy to bring him over. And then keep in mind, they didn't have his, his, his uh, draft right, so they would have had to trade assets to get him. I kind of understand what the Bulls did there. Um, you know, and maybe he eventually comes over. We'll see if a team at some point does go ahead and and give all the things that he's looking for to come over to the NBA, because I do think he could be a very good player in the NBA. Do I think he'll be a star at the NBA level? No, not from what I've seen in the tape, but again, where do things have happened? And it is possible. Maybe maybe another European player will recruit him over, but let's go ahead and move on to the next thing. In this video, as soon as this dropped and I saw it, I knew for a hundred percent fact, that Bulls fans were going to take this and run with it. And it's kind of natural to do, but we do get a video of Giannis talking about the Chicago Bulls and the possibility of playing here. I'm going to go ahead and play that now. uh, I think uh, anybody who asks that question uh, that plays basketball, if he said no, he would be be a liar. You know, uh, it's a team that won uh, multiple championships. It's a team that one of the greatest players, if not the greatest player, to ever play this game played for. So... It's 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 a no-brainer. Everybody would love to play for Chicago. Down the line, you you never know, you know, you never know how life brings it. Maybe maybe I play for Chicago, but uh, right now I'm committed to Milwaukee. All right. So listen. First of all, I th- I think this. I'm gonna I want to give credit to this. I believe Pat did say this on the episode. Demar Rosen talking about the Chicago Bulls, like he has uh, inheriting that ghost of MJ, as he said. Being you know, for a while there, it did look like in the NBA that there were players that just didn't want. Not only because our front office was kind of a POS, but on top of that, like uh, they didn't want to play under that legacy of that dynasty team. Whereas now it seems like because maybe, hopefully, because of Demar Deroz, more people do take that and Zach Levine too, like and want to try to bring prosperity back to this storied franchise and things like that. And you know, while Giannis talking positively about the Bulls, I know for me, for for if I had a player that was under contract that said anything about playing for another team and saying, oh well, maybe one day, but right now I'm committed to the Bucks. I I would, as a fan base, I would feel some type of way about that. But, you know, Giannis is a free agent in 2026. Um, Is there a possibility of that happening? Anything's possible. When you look at the way that the Bulls' salary cap is up, um, we'll see what happens with the extension of Nikola Vucevic. DeMar's contract will be up at that point. I think Alex Caruso's contract is also up before the yeah Yeah, Alex Caruso's contract is up well before then. That's four years, four summers from now. Um, So the Bulls could kind of position themselves to maybe go after Giannis uh, potentially and and maybe have enough cap space for things like that. But I just we'll see. Right. I don't want you know, I try to be realistic here um, and I won't. While is this likely to happen? I'm going to say no. But is it damn exciting at the possibility to absolutely like as a Bulls fan as someone who's not sitting here trying to analyze and and, you know be objective absolutely hearing this it did make me smile. Um, You always want to hear your franchise talked about in positive light and a a player at Giannis's level and NBA champion talking about your team in this way it's always going to feel good for the franchise that he's talking about and that was the Chicago Bulls in the sense that I do hope that more players are feeling like this. We know that the Bulls didn't have a huge free agency this offseason. They didn't. Um, But with the way that DeMar has embraced the role in Chicago, the way that we've treated him well uh, during a time where it seemed like the Bulls just couldn't get free agents because they just didn't want to come here. DeMar coming here at this point of his career, mentoring younger players, kind of setting the tone there. Um, Zach Levine choosing to re-sign here. I do hope that we start seeing that change. We also heard A.K. and Eversley say that there are free agents that want to come to the Chicago Bulls, that we are turning into a destination. And I hope that this continues to to bode well for that will Giannis eventually put on a Bulls jersey I'm just I'm pessimistic so I'm gonna say no but if he does if that does happen don't be surprised if you see this video in circulation a lot come 2026 uh, going into that summer because people are gonna are are gonna bring this back up and like I said it's all great and gravy and feels great to hear your team talked about in this light because that's what you want to see those are the things that you want how you want to see your franchise talked about not not just like not just to say the greatness or talk about Jordan. Yeah, those that's easy to do, but we'll also talk about every. He said every player has thought about playing with the Chicago Bulls, and that's like you hope so. You want to be talked about in that way, and you know you you do have a lot. And we're, we're passing the, the the point of a lot of NBA uh, the the young players coming to the NBA. They didn't live and they didn't see the Jordan era, so they don't have that same reference per se for the Chicago Bulls as a dynasty, as a franchise, as some of the older uh, statements in the NBA do have. So hopefully we'll see that come across. Um, Will Giannis be a Bull? If I'm going to have to make a prediction right now, I'm going to say no just because I'm trying to be fair and honest in my evaluation. But do I hope that it happens? you're absolutely right I hope it does and best believe in 2026 I will be looking out for Giannis rumors to come to the Chicago Bulls but let's move on from a potential future Bulls signing to the biggest player this the player who currently signed the biggest contract in Chicago Bulls history and that is Zach Levine he was interviewed on a uh I think it was an IG live stream and I'm gonna go ahead and play the clip here just so I don't have to kind of re-say let's go ahead and get into that now
1: there's freak athletes that just remain freak athletes and that basketball side of things is kind of you know, it, it's not – they're never able to pick that up. Have you noticed that? Because the, the athlete part of me came second. Yeah. You know, I came back to what I said. I was never known as a big-time athlete growing up. I was about 5'9", my high school – like, when I first started high school, I <laughs> grew six two, then 6'3", six 6'4". Six so, I always thought I had hoop game. Um, I was always known as a scorer and a guy that – you know, I was always fast. I could jump a little bit, but – um once my body not developed, I grew into who I was going to be and I put the work in for it. me and my dad did a lot of polymetrics trainings and things like that and, you know, everything came in. Um, then came the consistency part about it. I always knew, I, you know, even my rookie year, I would have hot games I'd up, and, up and down, but the consistency part I had to put in. So, you know, I never wanted to be known as, a you know, an athlete or a dunker. You know, I want to be one of the best players in the world. <laughs>
0: And this is interesting because you do see a lot. A lot of players who come in the NBA with athleticism that don't add that skill to their game, It, it they, they fizzle out, right? The athleticism can only take you so far. You do have to start refining your game. You have to start adding the skill level. You have to start. And we've seen Zach Levine continually become a more efficient player almost every year. He's been a Chicago Bull last year withstanding because of the injuries and stuff like that. And yes, Zach Levine has great skill. And he is a great athlete he's been one of the rare players that after an ACL injury has come back to be the same, if not a better athlete in many uh, forms of the game. But hearing him say this, hearing him talk about like how he had to work on skill and he and the athleticism for him came later. You usually it's usually the opposite way around players are, are great athletes. That's what pushes them into sports. And then they start learning the skill as they get more uh, ingrained in the game, as they, as they become um, a bigger part of the game, things like that, as they're actually coach and coaches take them under their wing. But to hear like Zach Levine say, he was like five, seven to start uh high school. And then, you know, he eventually grew to what he is now at six, five. Like that's huge. And Zach Levine, I know a lot of Bulls players, Bulls fans are down on Zach in a way because, and you know, they didn't want to see him sign the contract because he's not defensively, what he isn't defensively. And, um, you know, because it is, it would, it would have been and now is the largest contract in Chicago Bulls history. But we have a player in Zach Levine who is going to now be here throughout his prime, right? Is going to be a max level player, does always work on his game. He is a player that continually works on his game. And, Looks, and Zach Levine to me offensively is like he can still get more efficient. You can always be more efficient. But you can't really, he's not really going to add much to his game. The better decision-making, yes, that we want to see, stop dribbling the ball off your foot, Zach. But that defensive end of the game, that is where Zach Levine's athleticism has not shown up in the way that I would think. Like, the way that Zach is, is he has good lateral speed. He has a good wingspan. Um, he has good positional size, things like this. You want to see Zach Levine, and you think Zach Levine has the tools to be a better defender. And we hopefully that comes to fruition for Zach, um, and he does work on that aspect of his game. Because like I said, if Zach Levine can get more towards that, 110 defensive rating, which still isn't the best. 109. God forbid, 109 or 108. Um, that what with what he brings offensively, you and and the efficiency that he also brings on the offensive And At that point, you're looking at a player that's one of the better all-around players in the NBA. Um, But he has to do that. And we've seen times and stretches where Zach Levine, when he gives effort on the defensive end, when he's focused on the defensive end, that he does show up very, very big for And it's on the ball defense is taking leaps. It's sometimes the off the ball thing and that's where Lonzo Ball does help Zach Levine because of the way that Lonzo does communicate on that defensive end. It helps Zach Levine with off the ball defense. Um, But I I just, I hope to continue to to see growth from Zach Levine in his game overall, but especially on that defensive end in from Zach Levine really offensively he has all the tools that we want to see from Zach Levine he has some things that he needs to refine as well but get that defensive game together Zach and then we're talking about not only just a a a great a good player but that's when you start getting into the conversations of being a great player if you can give that consistent effort on both sides of the ball so hopefully we see a year of growth in the defensive end for Zach Levine uh, a year of, you know, coming back fully healthy. He says that the knee is not a concern. So let's see what happens with that, with Zach Levine going forward and into the future. Um, and, you know, again, just positive things. Talk about this has been a great off season for Zach as well. And the things that he's done, getting healthy, uh, the, the five on five practices. And, you know, if the Bulls, which last year they did show up to training camp two weeks early, they did, a lot of players decided to show up uh, to the to the facility two weeks early. If that thing same thing holds true, in a week or so, or probably, no, probably about more, two or three weeks, we're, we're going to start seeing Chicago Bulls players go down and start working early in that summer camp. And hopefully that just continues to build that chemistry and uh, build on that continuity that AK and Eversley have bet on this offseason. Now, the last thing that we have before we go for today is the rumored Christmas Day schedule has come up. Let's be clear. This is rumored. This came out from Shams. It's not necessarily 100 percent guaranteed. Shams usually doesn't go with things that he that he doesn't really trust his sources on. So more than likely not, this is probably going to be uh the, the Christmas Day schedule. So we have the Bucks versus Celtics, the Sixers versus Knicks, the Suns versus Nuggets, the Lakers versus Mavs, and the Grizzlies versus the Warriors. The Bulls are left off that schedule. Now I have, while that's interesting, and that's a that's a nice slate of games as well. A lot of teams that made some moves this offseason have already. Already been in the upper echelon. There's, there's, it's a, it's a nice matchup, except the Lakers. Like, I don't. I, does anybody really want to see? Well, the Lakers always get a Christmas Day game. But um with that being said, the Chicago Bulls being left off that, and th- this has sent Bulls Nation in kind of a tizzy since this has been released. And the thing that I've, that I'm thinking of with this, I've been very vocal on this offseason saying that I do expect the Bulls to have more nationally televised games. Now, does this do anything to kind of maybe make that concern a little bit bigger for me? I won't lie. Yes, it has. Um, because you would think that the Bulls and what they were doing, leading the East throughout most of the season, yes, they had a huge fall off. Yes, they were a first-round exit. But you would think that, hey, the Chicago Bulls can get a – like, we always used to get a Christmas Day game. What, it was always us versus the Knicks on Christmas? Is that right? Um, but I, I really hope that, that you know, maybe something gets added. Uh, maybe this is just part – like, I still hold out hope. The Bulls playing on Christmas always just feels good. Um, and, you know, if they don't have a Christmas game, I'm pretty sure they'll probably have a New Year's Day game. But with that being said, like, how big of a slap in the face is this for the Chicago Bulls? I mean, the Hawks are also left off here. If you want to talk about that, Um, that's a team that even a lot of Bulls fans think are going to be better than the Bulls. I don't, because again, yeah, they added Dejounte Murray, but look at everything they gave up for. But nonetheless, that's that's a story and a conversation for another day. But what I'm saying here right now is that, um, yeah, I don't. It it it, it's interesting, right? These are these are some solid games. Don't get me wrong, but I would have loved to see the Chicago Bulls play on Christmas. And hopefully, when the official schedule comes out, if there are any differences that the Bulls do get a Christmas Day game, we'll continue to monitor it and see. Um, I still think the Bulls. Right now, I'm still leaning more towards they're going to have a lot of nationally televised games, so Christmas or not. They're still going to be on TV a lot for the national audience to take a little bit more of a note for the Chicago Bulls. Hopefully they show up better better and bigger on, nas- on nationally televised games. That may be why the Bulls did not get a Christmas Day game because the, on the games that the Bulls did have nationally televised last season, keep in mind, we lost most of those games. So that may be playing a, a factor and a role into that as well. Hopefully we get to see the TNT Bulls back in some shape, form, or fashion uh, and, and, and better representative over the course of the season. But That is it. Let me know down below. What do you guys think about the Bulls potentially being off left off the Christmas Day schedule? Do you think that's a a big slap in the face? What do you think about Giannis and his potentially joining the Chicago Bulls in the summer of 2026 and everything? Just let me know everything down below. Sound off on this episode. I want to interact with you guys, but thank you for the first video, joining me for the first video of year two of Chicago Bulls Central. I love you guys so much. You are the best part of this channel, and I truly do mean that. Like I like to end every episode on, go Bulls. Love you guys. Peace, y'all